باب قول الله تعالى The statement of Allah the exalted وفي الرقاب وفي سبيل الله Remember that there is an ayah in Surah At-Tawbah right, which mentions the masarif al-zakat the zakat eligible people Alright, who are the zakat eligible people? Meaning, who are the rightful recipients of zakat money? And they are how many categories? Eight categories. So Imam Bukhari over here mentions, he discusses two categories, which are, وَفِي الرِّقَابِ وَفِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Now, riqab. Riqab literally means necks. Okay, it means necks. And what is meant by necks is, those who are people who are not free, whose necks are in yokes. They are bound. Alright? They're not free. Why are they not free? Because of slavery or because of captivity. Alright? Because of slavery or because of captivity. So, zakat on riqab, on the freeing of people, remember that this is in three ways. Alright? Wafir riqab, this is done in three ways. First of all, this is done by giving zakat to a slave who is trying to buy his freedom. Remember that there is a concept called mukataba. Mukataba. Mukataba is basically when a slave makes an agreement with the master that I will bring you this much money or I will do this much work for you and what you give me in return for the service is my freedom. Can you think of a story from the seerah where a companion had to buy his freedom? Yes? Yes, not Bilal radiallahu anhu, Salman al-Farsi radiallahu anhu. Right? And remember that uh, the deal that the master made with him was almost impossible. Right? So many trees and so much gold and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and the companions helped over there. So if there is a slave that is trying to buy his freedom from his master, can zakat money be used to help him buy his freedom? Yes. Secondly, this is buying a slave with zakat money in order to set him free. So literally, a slave is bought with zakat money and then the slave is set free. The third way is that if there is a, for example, a person who has been captured by the enemy, Alright, so he's for example a prisoner of war. Or for instance, a person has been abducted, kidnapped, and there's a ransom on their head. Uh, so now all of a sudden the family has to bring like $500,000 from somewhere to, you know, release their father or something like that. So can zakat money be used to help such a family? Yes, it can be. So this is wafir riqab. Alright, three ways of wafir riqab. Now remember that when it comes to spending on freeing people from captivity or from slavery, this in general is praiseworthy. In the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the Ayatul Birr, the ayah that talks about righteousness, that what really is piety. There, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that, The person who is truly righteous gives his wealth, even though he loves his wealth, he gives it away. To who? To the relatives, to the orphans, to those in need, to the travelers, to those who beg, and also wafirriqab, and also for the freeing of people. Freeing people. Then we also learn in Suratul Insan that the quality of the people of Jannah, 
That they give food, even though they love that food, but they give that to who? To those in need, the orphan, and also the captive. Alright, so in general, helping those who are enslaved or in captivity, this is something encouraged. And zakat money can also go in this cause. Secondly, we see here, وَفِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ After وَفِي الرِّقَابِ, Imam Bukhari mentions, وَفِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ And in the way of Allah. Just before this actually, in the ayah, between the two is also وَالْغَارِمِينَ And I'll explain that, you can make note of that. Those who are in debt, meaning those people who are not able to pay back their loan. This doesn't mean that a person has, you know, they run a multi-million business on a loan. And so they are zakat eligible. No. Or that a person has bought a house on loan, so they're zakat eligible. This is where a person has taken a loan to fulfill their basic needs, and so they are not able to pay it back. Or for example, a person took a loan, believing that they could, re- they could pay it back in due time, but something happened. Like for example, their entire workshop got burned. So now they have no source of income and no way of paying back the loan. And now all of a sudden they are in a huge debt. So in this case, zakat can be used. And remember the same rule will be applied here that if you trust the person that he will actually return the loan with the zakat money, then you give them the zakat. But if you know that they're just going to waste this money, then you don't give them money. You give it to the person that they have to return the money to. And then finally, وَفِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ In the way of Allah. Now what does it mean by this phrase, وَفِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ In the way of Allah. In the way of Allah is basically any way, all right, any way that helps you attain Allah's pleasure. Any way that helps you attain Allah's pleasure, Allah's approval. What is that way? How do you get Allah's approval? By doing what? Okay, see, you get Allah's pleasure by obeying Allah. By following the commands of Allah. Isn't it? So, وَفِي سَبِيلِ In the way of Allah, meaning for the cause of the deen, for the cause of Islam. Okay? For the cause of Islam. Now, some said, some scholars said, that this means only jihad. That's it. What is jihad? Hmm? Okay, fighting in the way of Allah. Exactly. There are levels of jihad and one form of jihad is qital, alright, which is battle. So they said this is only for the warriors or, or the people who go for battle, the, the mujahid. So to equip them with zakat money, you know, buy them food supplies, even if they're rich. But others said that no, this extends to any form of assistance in the matters of religion. So, for example, if a person wants to go for Hajj, they want to go in the way of Allah, technically, isn't it? Because when you do Hajj, what do you get? Allah's pleasure. And when you do Hajj, why do you do Hajj? Because Allah has commanded us to do it. Right? It's a way that is legislated by Allah and it's a way that takes us to Allah's pleasure. Correct? So they said it's not just limited to jihad. This is, this matter is broad. So any form of assistance in deen, whether it is helping a person or it is helping a cause. 
You understand? Helping a person and an individual or helping a cause. And this is why you have the debate about can zakat money be given to a masjid or not. So some say that no, zakat money cannot be given to a masjid because it said fisa billah is what? Only for jihad. All right? And others said that no, you cannot restrict it to just fighting because there are times when there will be no such fighting. So, and you know, there are different needs of the deen in, in the sense that in a certain place, what is required is not weapons, but what is required is knowledge and education. So zakat can be used for educating people about Islam. You understand? Or, for example, a masjid. So, but remember, this is a very debated issue. People are very strong about their opinions, and you should be aware of this opinion. Yes, go ahead. Okay, when it comes to zakat, remember that zakat, because it is due on wealth, yeah. alright, it is to be given in the form of wealth. In our religion, we are, you know, for example, we are taught, وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ Out of what we have provided them, they give. Now what Allah has provided us is not just money, He's also provided us with knowledge, with our abilities, so we should give from that. Our time, our services, our skills, we should give from that. But zakat specifically is on money. Alright? It is on wealth. So it has to be given in the form of wealth. See, if you think about it, there are places where the government will take care of building a masjid, for example, and running the masjid. But there are many places in the world today where the government will not build a masjid. It's the people who have to build the masjid. And you know exactly how much you have to spend to run a house. So what do you expect is needed to to run a masjid? So how are the costs going to be covered? It's a responsibility on the community. So they say that what the community needs is a place to pray, a place to build their religious identity. And so their requirement, fi sabilillah, is not warfare, it is the community. It's education, having a facility. And so this is why they do allow zakat to be given for masajid and so on. Now, let's look at some statements of the companions. All right, Imam Bukhari mentions them over here. وَيُذْكَرُوا عَنْ إِبْنِ عَبَّاسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا Ibn Abbas, I believe you do not have the translation of these statements, right, in your book, so make sure you write them down, inshallah. So Ibn Abbas رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ He said, يُعْتِقُوا مِنْ زَكَاتِ مَالِهِ وَيُعْطِي فِي الْحَجِّ Which means that a person can free slaves using zakat and he can also pay for someone to go on hajj. So what is the opinion of Ibn Abbas? Zakat money can be used for freeing a slave and zakat can also be used for sending someone on hajj. Now if you think about it, hajj is what? Is it War? No. What is it? Fi sabilillah. Waqal al-Hasanu and Hassan al-Basri, he's not a companion, but he's a tabiri of the next generation. He said, Inishtara abahu min al-zakati jaza. If he buys his father with zakat money, that is permissible. Meaning if a person finds his father as a slave, 
or as a captive. And he buys his freedom using zakat money. That is allowed. So what do we see over here from this? Using zakat, giving zakat to who? To who? To your relative. Alright, to your relative. Why? Because the relative is a captive or a slave. وَيُعْطِي فِي الْمُجَاهِدِينَ And he said zakat can also be given to those who are doing jihad. And he also said وَالَّذِي لَمْ And zakat can also be given to the person who has not done hajj. Alright, so what do we see over here? That zakat can be given to a family member. Alright, where they fall into a certain category. And here the category is of being a slave. And it can be given to those who do jihad and can also be given to those who want to go for hajj and have not done hajj. So you see, وَالَّذِي لَمْ يَحُجَّ He distinguished between those who have already done hajj and those who have not done hajj. Those who have already done hajj, what does that show? That they have some financial ability, right? And they have fulfilled their obligation and they don't need to go again. But the person who has not done hajj, what does that show? They're poor. And they are in need of performing hajj. So zakat can be given to them. ثُمَّ تَلَى Then he recited, إِنَّمَا الصَّدَقَاتُ لِلْفُقَرَاءُ Then he recited al-ayah, the verse, فِي أَيِّهَا أَعْطَيْتَ أَجْزَأْتَ And he said, anyone who gives to them will be rewarded. So what do we see here? That Hassan al-Basri is bringing a proof from what? From a verse of the Qur'an. وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, إِنَّ خَالِدًا إِحْتَبَسَ أَدْرَاعَهُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Khalid has made a waqf of his armor to be used for fighting in the way of Allah. Inshallah, we will look at the hadith that mentions this. وَيُذْكَرُوا عَنْ أَبِي لَاسٍ And Abu Las mentioned that حَمَلَنَا النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم sent us عَلَى إِبِلِ الصَّدَقَةِ لِلْحَجِّ On zakat camels when we went on hajj. So the Prophet ﷺ gave the camels that were brought as zakat to who? To people going for hajj. So he's using zakat for what? Fi sabilillah. And part of fi sabilillah is also, is also hajj. Alright, so it's not limited to war. Now let's look at the hadith. حدثنا أبو اليمان أخبرنا شعيب حدثنا أبو الزناد عن الأعرج عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال أمر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بالصدقة أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه said that once the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he ordered صدقة meaning he ordered the collection of zakat فقيرة سئر وسد منع ابن جميل that ابن جميل withheld meaning he did not give zakat he refused وَخَالِدْ ibn الْوَلِيدِ And Khalid ibn Walid also refused. وَعَبَّاسُ ibn عَبْدُ الْمُطَّلِبِ And Abbas ibn Abdul الْمُطَّلِبِ also refused. Meaning these three people refused to give zakat. فَقَالَ نَبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, مَا يَنْقِمُ ابْنُ جَمِيلٍ إِلَّا أَنَّهُ كَانَ فَقِيرًا فَأَغْنَاهُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ That Ibn Jamil is only taking revenge. What revenge? That he was poor and Allah and his messenger made him rich. Meaning, this is a criticism. This is a severe criticism. That Allah was so generous to him, made him rich, and now he's taking revenge from Allah by not giving zakat. 
meaning he's doing something so evil. Alright? Meaning he has no reason to not give zakat. وَأَمَّا خَالِدٌ And as for Khalid, فَإِنَّكُمْ تَظْلِمُونَ خَالِدًا You are being unfair to Khalid. قَدْ اِحْتَبَسَ أَضْرَاعَهُ وَأَعْتُدَهُ فِي سَبِيلَ اللَّهِ He has held his armor and his gear, his weapons in the way of Allah. Inshallah, we'll discuss the meaning of this. وَأَمَّا الْعَبَّاسُ بْنُ عَبْدِ الْمُطَّلِبِ And as for Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib, فَعَمُّ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ He is the uncle of the messenger of Allah صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ فَهِيَ عَلَيْهِ صَدَقَةٌ وَمِثْلُهَا مَعَهَا So he must give sadaqah, meaning the zakat, and he must give its equivalent with it. Inshallah, we'll look at that. تَابَعُهُ ابْنُ أَبِ الزِّنَادِ عَنْ أَبِيهِ وَقَالَ ابْنُ إِسْحَاقَ عَنْ أَبِ الزِّنَادِ هِيَ عَلَيْهِ وَمِثْلُهَا مَعَهَا وَقَالَ ابْنُ جُرَيْجٍ حُدِّسْتُ عَنِ الْأَعْرَجِ بِمِثْلِهِ Now, we learned that the Prophet وسلم, he sent Umar عنه, to collect zakat. Alright, remember that people are appointed for this work, to go calculate zakat for different people and collect it and bring it to the leader so that it can be distributed to the poor from there. So the Prophet ﷺ one year appointed Umar anhu to collect zakat. So Umar anhu went to collect zakat and he came back and he said, everybody gave their zakat except for these three people. These three people refused to give zakat. And when the Prophet ﷺ was informed about who those three people were, he gave every person his right in the sense that he explained what needed to be done. The first man was who? What was his name? Ibn Jamil. It is said that his name was Abdullah. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ severely criticized him. That he has no excuse to not give zakat. Allah made him rich and he is not giving zakat. Meaning he must give zakat. So his excuse was not accepted. His refusal to give zakat was not accepted. The Prophet ﷺ judged that this man was rich enough that he must give zakat. Who was the second man? Khalid ibn Walid. And for him, the Prophet ﷺ said to the zakat collectors, Umar anhu, that you have wronged him. You are doing zulm on him. On who? On Khalid. Meaning when you're complaining about him that he's not giving zakat, you are in the wrong. And notice how the Prophet ﷺ took his name. He didn't say uh, that you are tazlimunahu. He said you are doing wrong to Khalid. He took his name again as if to emphasize his name. That do you know who he is? And then he offered an excuse for him as to why Khalid did not give zakat. All right. And why he does not need to give zakat. And what was the reason? There's different ways of looking at that. First of all, remember that the Prophet wasallam said that Khalid has made his Weapons and his armor and weapons does not just include the weapons, it also includes the horse. Uh, he has made that waqf in the way of Allah. It is said that Umar anhu thought that the horse and the weapons, etc. of Khalid anhu were trade goods. Is zakat to be given on trade goods? Yes. Alright, on trade goods you have to give zakat. So the Prophet ﷺ is as if scolding the people that you don't need to ask him. They're not for trade. Alright? They are for his personal use for when he goes in the way of Allah. This is for personal use. This is for jihad fi sabilillah. So you are wrong in asking him to give zakat on that. Alright? Secondly, 
the Prophet ﷺ sort of criticized these people that Khalid, do you know what he has done? He has dedicated his armor and his weapons and his horse in the way of Allah when that is not compulsory on him. And zakat is compulsory on him. So you think he would refuse to do what is compulsory? You understand? That this is a man who is doing something like this voluntarily and you are saying that he has refused to give zakat? How is that possible? So you are wrong when you criticize him. Alright? You are wrong when you criticize him. Thirdly, there's a third way of understanding this, that Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu anhu had dedicated his wealth in the way of Allah. He had dedicated his wealth in the way of Allah. He was using it only fi sabilillah. Alright? He was using it where? Fi sabilillah. So the Prophet ﷺ accepted that as zakat. Because zakat can be given fi sabilillah. Correct? So Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu was using his wealth on which he may have had to give zakat in the way of Allah. So this proves that if a person has to give zakat, alright, he can use it to purchase, for example, the armor or whatever that he's going to use for jihad. The third person was Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib. Who was he? The uncle of the Prophet ﷺ. This is very interesting now. The Prophet ﷺ said that yes, he is the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ. But he has to give zakat. And with that zakat, he has to give its equivalent. What does that mean? He has to give double zakat. Why? Exactly. He tried to misuse his status. And the Prophet ﷺ did not accept that. In fact, he penalized him for that. This is called tarzir. Alright? Where you give a punishment. Where the leader gives a punishment. So, this shows that the laws are for who? For all people. For everyone. A person cannot use their status and say that, you know what, I work for a Muslim organization anyway, so why do I have to give zakat? Right? No, it doesn't matter. Or a person says, you know, I'm, I'm a board member of the masjid, so why do I give zakat? I teach for an Islamic school, why should I give zakat? No, it doesn't matter what you're doing, who you are, or you're from a certain prestigious family. If you have money on which zakat is due, then you have to give zakat. Another interpretation of this is that he has to give with it its like, meaning the Prophet ﷺ had him give zakat for two years. Alright, again as a penalty. And we see that Umar radiallahu anhu was also very strict with his family when he was a khalifa. He was very strict with his family. That you cannot misuse the status that you have. And sometimes unfortunately this happens that we misuse, you know, a status that we have, a privilege that we have. And we see that the Prophet wasallam was very strict about this. So Imam Bukhari brings this hadith over here. What's the connection with this hadith? that Khalid radiallahu anhu had dedicated his armor in the way of Allah.